Hey everyone, welcome to Intentional Guy, and I am here with my friend Maurice Smiley Harris. So, how are you doing today, Maurice? I'm all right. How you doing? How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good. So, me, it's a funny story how me and Maurice know each other. Kind of funny. Yeah, maybe not. Hilarious. I think it's. I think it's gonna be funny. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, viewers have a sense of humor. Oh, they do because it's all about God's grace, right? It's Absolutely. all about God's grace in life. And uh, I worked at uh, a prison here in Florida, and Maurice was uh, an inmate there. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. How much time? How much time did you do? Um, I did um six years and ten months. I was sentenced six eight years. Year. Six years and ten months. And so, uh, Maurice has written a book here, and it's called Sidelined. And that's why I asked him to come on here. But there's a couple other reasons why I asked Maurice for you to come on here too. Okay, um, Maurice was one of those guys who stuck out at at the prison because of your attitude that was one of the things that i liked about your about you was your attitude you made every moment of your stay there um from my from my perspective count you know um i didn't see a bitter maurice harris there um, I didn't see someone who was, uh, people don't understand unless you've worked or lived inside the walls of a prison, uh, the chaos that you have, but also the negativity that there yeah. is there. So it's, it's easy to, uh, to get depressed and it's easy to get bitter and that's, on both sides of the aisle that's yeah. as an inmate there and then even as a staff member i realized after you know i worked i had a 10 i had a nine-year sentence you know is what i call it i had nine yeah. years that i worked there i started off as an officer but then i um became the transition teacher right and as a transition teacher uh in the state of florida uh before inmates are released, they got to go through a hundred um, hour class with me. So that's where um, uh, what I did towards the end uh, before I left. But I didn't realize it until I got out of there how negative it had made me become, you know. And I have found pure joy getting out of there. Now, I cannot imagine as an inmate in there what freedom must have been like that day you walked out of the prisons so can you tell me a little bit about that um the day i walked out oh i was i was planning to walk out because you know we once you get your release date it's not like fast all right you end the out it takes it's a whole process that you have to go through um had to wait for hours you know just waiting, 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 hoping that's, you know, that the people that says they're going to be out front, you're hoping they're out front for you. And um, then you just, you know, you got to give away stuff. Everybody, 
other inmates that's not going anywhere. They walking by you like, wait, what, what, what you doing? What you doing? What, what you here? What, you know, what you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm about to go home. And it's like, what, what? And so you, you kind of, you know, um, on the defensive there, even there, because you know, some people, you know, get, um, you know, catch envy, and may, you know, try to do something to you, you know, especially, you know, just, just being around them for so long it's like you don't want no one to be jealous and things like that and it's like you know i'm going i'm leaving i did my time and that's one thing that we always just say um you know i have my time and you have your time you know so i did my time let me go you know right you do your time you can go so that's that's what the waiting game you know just to get outside that fence that that was a something um that was probably the longest part of your sentence wasn't it Yes, yes, it, it was it was very long. Um, but once I got out, you know, I see I saw my mom. My mom came, my sister, um, uh, well, three of my sisters and uh, my nieces, nephews. They came. That was good to see my dad and my granddad was there. So that, that was great. It was great to see them. I didn't see them in a while, you know, even before I um, got incarcerated. So that was a great thing. We went out to eat and talk and things like that. And, and that was a good time for me. You know, great time, you know, just to, yeah. just to be free. You know, I, I bought some clothes, you know, because I, I got out with some Crocs. So, you know, so yeah, I bought some clothes and some shoes and stuff like that. And it, it was an exciting time. And it just was, you know, really it was just time to, you know, figure out what what was next you know I, I i savored the day that i got out but then you know it's, it's time to you know start a new journey in a sense exactly time to start a new journey and move on um right. let me ask you how and, and i'm not you know i'm not i'm not uh exaggerating when i say you had a great attitude while while you were incarcerated how did you maintain that how did you how were you able to do that um looking back i would say that the people that i kept myself around the people that i kept myself self around and it sucks but i did it for a reason you know i did it like i had most people that that was around me had more time than me they had way more time than me so those are the most it seems that they wouldn't be the most positive people but they are the most positive people that have life sentences 20 years looking ahead and things like that they're the most positive um people that i um saw in prison that has the most time or has done the most time so that's who i kept around me they they kept me encouraged um and just kept in and looking at them and know and seeing how happy they were i was like like I'm about to get out, you know, even the first day, like, okay, I got eight years, but these guys got 20, 30 years, you know what I mean? So how can I be mad and bitter and angry about that? And and, and don't get me wrong. I was, my first year was terrible. My first year I, I, I got, um, I did 10 months, 10 months. My, my first 12 months, I did 10 months in um, solitary confinement. So oh, really? Had, Right. So that, that was another thing. You know, I, I, I don't think I, I put that in my book, but um, yeah, that's something that I, I, um, I had to go through. And that's, you know, I, I have to make that that um, that statement because that the, that did a lot to me as well. Um, those 10 months of solitary confinement, I read a lot. I, I, I really found myself at that time. So, you know, that was another thing that really affected my positivity because I did go through the bitter stage. Not saying that I didn't, 
I went through the bitter stage, but the thing, but people didn't see that. You know, you had people, you know, uh, officers um, that um, monitored, you know, confinement and everything. So they saw it, you know, how bitter I was, how mad I was, angry. But I still tried to joke and stuff back there, but it just was, it, it was a hard time for me because I couldn't um, wrap myself around that I was in prison and I was in prison for eight years, you know, so it just, it took a toll on me. So I had to jump out of that because I, I probably wouldn't have made it out if I wouldn't have. And I can't imagine if you're given uh, a sentence like that, what that first, that first year's like, because that seems eight years, you know, that's not a short period of time, no, you know, no. so that would play with your mind uh, quite a bit. And mm-hmm. then, you know, um, so I so I can't even imagine how that had to affect you uh, mentally and emotionally in there. So I I think what you're what you're expressing uh, would be a common. There would probably be something wrong with you if you if you weren't bitter a little bit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing the thing too is. Um, and and that's another reason how I got through it is putting stuff behind me, you know, saying I have to, you know, looking ahead and not looking back. So that's kind of what I was just about to do. I was about to look ahead. So, oh, yeah, I, I got all these people around me, all this and uh, these people got all this time. But then I had to think about it like, whoa, what about that time? You know, what, I mean? what about the time? Yeah. That was so I really had to think about that. And, and it's like I did have some hard times that. I really didn't express like that, and I and I put behind me, but I will always remember because that was that was like an enlightening point, you know, enlightening right. stage of my life that I needed. It was very necessary for me to do so. That's that's kind of what kind of brought me into my self again because I, yeah, my nickname is Smiley, so I stayed smiling and stay enthusiastic, charismatic, and things like that. But at the same time, at that moment of time. You know, at that 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 first year, I I really couldn't couldn't understand how you know people say I'm such a good person and shouldn't have did this, shouldn't have did that. Why am I you know on these bars? Why am I behind the door? You know, so it, it had me to really contemplate everything and think about like yeah. why you know, and answer that question and ask that question. Yeah. Well, and you know the truth is. Uh... There's a difference between staff and inmates that I saw. Uh, and what the number one difference was uh, you got caught and we didn't on something, you know, sometimes, sometimes the keepers were not as good as, as they should have been there. Right. Oh, correct. But, correct. but what I like is your attitude about, about that because you can't move forward. If you're still hanging on to the past, right? Good. You can't. It's just impossible to do. Now, Maurice has written a book called Sideline. And I want him to tell tell us a little bit, but I don't want to give away too much of it, too, because I want you to read a book. I, I actually have not. I've skimmed a little bit of it. His book is actually, uh, I have. I now have 12 books this year that I want to write. And yours, <laughs> yours is one of them. In fact, um, I'm reading one right now. 
And then when I get done with that, I'm going to be reading yours. And, and I'll be honest with you, after I read it, I want to have you back on the show because I know I'm going to have all these questions for you. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit without giving away everything. But, you know, I do know that you're obviously you're a football star at some well, point. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, and you and you seemingly had the world you're at the top of the world, you know, and then you're at the bottom of the world, you know, and um, so just tell me a little bit about your book. What tell us, reader, what what about what should what should they why should they read Maurice's book? Um, you know, it's it's a book about you know everyone i believe everyone has been sidelined in, in, a, in a point of their life i've been sidelined many times that i can i can point out and that's that's one of the things that that the book start off it start off how you know the severeness to to, to seriousness of being sidelined and how to get out of that and you know what 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 you had to play like we we talked a little bit about you know not looking back and looking forward. Like if I look back and say, okay, I'm on top of the world, I'm on top of the world. And now I'm in prison and I still have that mindset, you know, that right there, you have to change that mindset. You have to, you know, realize and, and, and what's really going on. You have to, you know, catch up with reality and say, okay, yes, I climbed Kilimanjaro, but now I'm at a certain age, my knees hurting and everything like this. I can't do that anymore. So now you got to kind of lower your standards in a sense. You can still climb a mountain, get on top and and get up, get get on top and, you know, still celebrate it. But at the same time, if you at a point of your life that you can't climb this Kilimanjaro, you have to lower your standards. And that's kind of what it is in life. You know, some things you, you're not going to be able to do because that that time has passed, you know, not meaning that, you know, I mean, you can't accomplish goals and you can't, you know, make goals, but you have to kind of, you know, make different goals to still accomplish them so you can still seem successful yeah. in your life. And that's what kind of this book is talking about is, you know, it's about a book of redemption of, of yes, um, I, I, I fell off a mountain, but I had to get up, you know, that's life. You got to get up yes. and you got to, you have to, um, find another mountain. You got to find something else to, to keep you pushing forward, to keep you going and, and keep you encouraged to live this life and live it to your highest potential. And like you said, be intentional with what you're doing, you know? So that's kind of what it's, it's, it's talking about. And that's a good connection with sideline and being intentional because you have to be intentional because you are sidelined because probably I don't think I was intentional at the time. I was just living life, you know, playing football and doing doing whatever I can do to be celebrated by others and things like that. But I didn't really focus on what I wanted myself, you know, so that was a, a, a huge problem in my life. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a huge problem for a lot of men today mm -hmm. is because I, I look around, I call them zombies. We have mm -hmm. a lot of zombies out there because oh, you look at them, they, they, they don't have any purpose and I can't, mm -hmm. And I can say that because I was one of those men right. and I didn't end up in prison, but I, I surely could have. And the thing is when you aren't intentional with your life, life's going to keep going. You're going to get up that day and, and you're going to, life's going to happen and you can either plan, make a plan to be successful 
or you could fail the plan and not be successful because the world's going to move on. And what happens is when I'm intentional, I act on it. When I'm, I got a stupid cat in here, my wife's cat that's trying to get into pictures here. Sorry about that. Uh, but when I'm intentional, I'm, I'm taking action, right? But if I'm not intentional, I end up going off of feelings or emotions, right? Which can lie to you. And then we act out sometimes where we normally wouldn't have had we had better self-control in the situation, right? Correct. Correct. And being intentional also helps me to discover who I am as a man. And I think that's a lot of problem that a lot of men have have identity issues right now. They don't know who they are, you know. So they're out there just floundering and want to know why the world is, is passing them by. And, you know, we saw it in prison all the time, too. Um, guys who would get in and out, in and out, in and out of prison. And they just kept doing the same thing over and over again. Didn't understand why they were still in prison. Well, because you haven't changed nothing. Right. You know, you're still going out there and doing it. So uh, it's a great point that you bring out with that. Now, you were a football star, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I started playing football, I believe I was like six or seven. Um, so that's something that that just grew onto me. I, I always was athletic. Um, so like that's some of my books talks about of, you know, my mom, she she had had high expectations. And, you know, I, I always listened and and just wanted to do right by my mom. So and that's kind of how it, everything grew. Um, and just being active at that time, like I had like what they call HDHD now. I don't I don't I don't know if it's true or not, if it's a really um, chemical imbalance or whatever. But, you know, I, I couldn't stop, you know, moving and whatever. So I went out the door and played and I don't really see that much these days. You know, kids going out and playing and stuff and expelling the en- energy they have. You yes. Know, that's, that's something that kids have. You know, you have energy. So you want to go do things and do things with that energy, do so, even if it's um, mentally, physically, whatever. Um, so that's that's what I always went. I did athletics and did sports, and that kind of, you know, it helped me grow uh, to a collegiate athlete So and develop to a collegiate athlete, and, and that's basically my story. And, then, and I always, even like I said, I put myself around, you know, pe- certain people that I can learn from, even in prison. So they knew about prison. So they taught me about prison. That's the same thing with sports. You know, I put myself around, you know, other athletes that, you know, gave me, you know, things that I needed to do. Like I remember um, and then going into the ninth grade, um, some 12th graders, 11th graders, they told me, they was like, man, you in the ninth grade, please don't mess up. Um, your grades, because you're going to need your grades if you want to go to college. So and if you want to be eligible to play football. So that's something that, that I did and something I held on to even in college of not messing up my first year, making sure I excelled my first year so I don't have to worry about it the next three years. You know, so um, that was something. And even, you know, my brother, he played with me um, or I played with him. Um, his his junior and senior year, so I looked up to him a lot. So he showed me a lot of ropes and showed me how to be a leader and, and really get after the ball because I played defense defense. So um, 
and that's 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 about you know it and uh and and like i said or like you said you know you don't, i don't want to give away all of the book you can you know look things up and you know purchase right. the book. you know we gotta advertise that yeah we we <laughs> want you to purchase this book and you did what you you did play though for florida state university right yes yes i played i played what years think, what years were that some of these people um, may not in, remember you yeah i went in in 2007 um I graduated high school in 2000, June 2007, and I uh, enrolled in Florida State in August 2007, and I graduated. Well, I got injured. I got injured, um, I think, um, March. No, actually, August 2009. I got injured. August of September. Then I, I called it quicks in March 2010. Um, then I graduated in August 2010. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I got so, injured. So where I'm going to put a link when I put this up uh, for them to go get your book, mm-hmm. and it's not expensive. It's like eighteen dollars, something like that. Eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link on there for for that, and I'm gonna encourage each one of you uh, to read it. I'm going to be reading it this next month. Uh, Maurice, will, will you be happy to come back after I read it? And, oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And let's talk about it. And maybe uh, we'll have some viewers that will want to ask you some questions as mm-hmm. well. But before we wrap it up today, I want to ask you a question, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of guys who, well, getting out of prison. Let's, let's start there. We know a lot of people getting who... It's amazing the position that I had at the prison. I I do hear from from guys on Facebook. They'll look me up who were in those classes of mine or saw uh, something in me and have reached out to me since they've been there. And I know that some are going to be watching this right now. Some who will be getting out. But then also, it's not just about guys who go to prison. There's a lot of guys who are in prison themselves in life. You know, right now, because they they're not intentional. They're not um, they're sidelined, but they're right. si- they're self-inflicted, you know. Um, so closing out, what what advice would you give to all these guys? Um, Advice. Um, so I went back. I got to go back to, um, you know, my life was kind of. um I was pacified most of my life, you know, playing football. So I was took care of, you know, took care of by my mom. Then I went to college. So I took care of by the university. And then, you know, once the university was over, once football was over, I really didn't have any direction. You know, I I, I didn't find I couldn't find anyone. And that's what, you know, kind of led me to prison. And it took me going to prison to really realize, you know, um, kind of my purpose, you know, I mean, my, my, my purpose, my strengths, and, and, and you don't have to go to prison to do that. So my advice is to, you know, kind of find yourself, find, and, and, and remember, I told you about them 10 months, in 10 months, I prayed five times a day. <laughs> I got on my hands and knees and, and, and prostrated myself five times a day, read the Bible and everything. And I found purpose in my life. And that's, you know, that's, um, kind of that's that's the ultimate mentor you know god is the ultimate mentor and that's kind of i believe who i found you know and um 
And that kind of yeah. gave me direction. And I feel as though, you know, looking inside ourselves, we have all the answers because God have gave us the answers. You know what I mean? We have to look inside ourselves and, and try to get, you know, separate ourselves from the world in the sense, because if the world, if we let the world guide us, we always go straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that that's my advice to not get, you know, too distracted by this world and really get into yourself and to your creator and, you know, ask these questions and, you know, the questions and, and realize what you want to how to be intentional. And sometimes it takes a mentor. And I believe a mentor, uh, you know, for for any aspect of life is necessary. You know, so yes. I believe that's that's what I will you know suggest. And that's my advice to anyone. Yes, I totally agree. You have resonated what my ministry intentional guy is all about, mm-hmm. you know, just just in that few words that's that's what we've been trying to get out and you know like you said you had to learn that going to prison but not everybody has to learn that lesson that way you know because there's probably not a day go by that you wish you would have learned that uh before then because that would have saved you a lot of time and a lot of heartache right right but but we take where we are and that's the nice thing with god is he takes us where we are and no matter where someone might be in life right now, today is a new day. Absolutely. And today you can start making better choices and doing it. And you gave a great example of how to do that by finding someone who's successful. Uh, and, and that's what a mentor is, someone we can mimic and follow and mm-hmm. see what they're doing. So find someone who's successful, you know, and that emulates what you want to be and, and, and rub elbows with them because they're right. going to, you know, you're going to learn then some, you can't help but learn some good things from that. Correct. 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 You know, so Maurice, I am so happy you came today that you're on the show today. Uh, I'm going to be reading your book. I want to encourage all of you guys um, to do the same. So we're going to do this. And then actually I've got two other buddies that I'm going to be putting this on. We do, uh, we're doing a podcast right now. I'm intentional man on my, uh, my devotion I wrote, but what I want to do with them is give this book to them. And I want to do a whole episode where we discuss, uh, your book a little bit too, because your life kind of intrigues me, you know, because, Uh, Because I watched you, you know, you're not just some stranger I'm having on here every day that I walked into that prison. I saw Maurice, you know, and I saw your attitude and you, you lived it. You know, you did, you took the worst possibility in your life and you, and you made you made choices to make yourself better. And that's what it's about. A lot of people are going to are probably sitting somewhere where they don't like right now. Doesn't have to be prison, you know. And it's all about the choices and decisions that we're making right now. And like you said, you know, they're they're they they're sidelined in in the game of life at the moment. And how do we undo that, you know? So I recommend that you read Maurice's book. Uh, look at that, and I'll definitely put the links in there do you have any last thing to say before we sign off 
No, that's about it. I appreciate for you inviting me and everything. I told I, I truly appreciate it, and thank you very much for the exposure. Hey, hey thank you. You're 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 a great, terrific guy, and I appreciate everything you said on here. So, everyone, go read his book, and until then, we'll see you. All right.